I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by MeBank, the bank built and supported by industry super funds. Ever wondered about getting a better deal on your home loan? Well, it might be time to get in touch with MeBank. Whatever your investment strategy you'll find a loan that's right for you with competitive rates and flexible home loan options. So stop wondering and start saving. Call MeBank on 131 563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Now here's the show. really important that you actually do do move forward with the knowledge that you gain and, and the research that you, you put together and if you think it is a good a good investment then take action. So taking action is the I found at the time quite a hard step to take. Once I did it once, that was it. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors Find out more about their stories, mindset and strategy. I'm Tyrone Shum and we are back with Joe Shivers, Director of Property Bloom Australia on the nuts and bolts of a detailed property investment strategy for subdivision and development. You'll uncover why she's always researching for the next location and how property is a girl's best friend can help you move forward in your own journey. From corporate marketing to project management, Shivers has gained over 15 years of experience in helping others to realize their investing goals. Educating herself about property was both the starting point and the drawback of making the decision to invest. When I first looked into um, investing in property, uh, I, I, read, I read the book Rich Dad Poor Dad. So the first thing he says is to go out and become uh, educated so you know what you're doing and also financially literate. So I, I did a course, but taking that very first step into buying my first investment property was very interesting because at the time, this was 15 years ago, but I remember researching as part of my course, a case study on a, on a suburb, I had to identify a suburb that was going to be a, like a, a slow-on suburb, so the suburbs around it had, had some capital growth and it was it was yet, yet to hit that particular suburb. So I found a suburb. I researched that, and it was a local suburb to where I where I lived. So it was interesting looking at that particular suburb, and then I had to find a development within that suburb that I could use as a case study. So I found a small boutique block of four apartments that were being built in this suburb. And typically, in the past, the suburb was a sleepy kind of sea. It was a beach suburb, but mostly uh, contained really old, say, 1950-type uh, old apartment blocks or just a little beach shacks. So this lovely little development was being built right on the waterfront, on the lake. It was there was a lake there and a beach ocean as well. And um, but the pricing, when I looked at the pricing of these apartments, it was really hard to get my head around. Okay, 
they're going to cost, um, I think at the time it was something like 600000 Let's just use that, that, that figure, 600000 At the time, the median price was probably around 400000 And it was just hard to look into the future and say, okay, now, is this really going to be worth 600000 when the developer finishes? It was only going to be a 12-month process for it was only a small block of four apartments that he was building. Um, but I could see all of the other indicators as far as looking around at the other suburbs and that's the flow-on effect. Um, and I really, it really came down to believing in myself and having to back myself. I had all the research and the data that I collected. Um, so everything stacks up. But then I still had to take that 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 step forward and um, I decided to purchase one of the apartments as, a, you know, as part of the, my very first portfolio of um, investment properties. But it was a real mindset of, okay, look, you've got to really trust yourself. You've done all the research. Um, but it was, yeah, it was quite difficult to take that very first step. So I, I do understand why people get caught up in what some people refer to as um, analysis paralysis. And they, they research or research or they do course after course, but they don't take that first step. So it's really important that you actually do do move forward with the knowledge that you gain and, and the research that you, you put together. And if you think it is a good a good investment, then take action. So taking action is the, I found at the time, quite a hard step to take. Once I did it once, that was it. <laughs> I could do it a lot more after that. So, yeah, just taking that first step I found quite hard. And because you've got other people also, you know, saying, gosh, you know, that is, is that what you're going to pay for an apartment in that suburb? You know, are you crazy? That kind of thing, you know, you're getting this feedback from people around you. Um so, yeah, you've got to really go back to, to your research and think about, okay, is everything stacking up? Okay, yep, let's go then. Yeah, it's it's really good that you raise that point because there's always going to be people, particularly family and very close friends, will say to you, hmm, that's probably not the best decision because, you know, obviously it's very expensive. But then when you look at it 10, 15 years, it's like in hindsight, gosh, I wish I bought what you bought. <laughs> always, exactly. Always. Well, I did end up selling that property on completion because I knew it was going to be quite negative and um, that was my very first investment property purchase and I made 200000 um, It was in a 12-month process. So that was the big, oh my God, this property game is fantastic but I was very, very lucky. So it, again, it was the year 2000. The market was moving up. We were having that uprise in Sydney. Um, these little sleepy beach suburbs were being developed and then after that, you know, if I look at that suburb now, it is full of, you know, new development everywhere. The course she undertook prior to beginning her property investing journey was beneficial. However, she also immersed herself in books such as those by Margaret Lomas and found a good team with experience in property investments as well. Unfortunately, the course I did is not offered now, but during that course, um, it was fantastic. But you know, you, like, you take in all the information that they're telling you, but you still need to go and do a little bit more research on on your own as well. Um, so. Uh, mentors as well. You know, at the time, I think Margaret Lomas was she was she had a lot of books she'd been writing, and so I, I've read a few of her books. Um, I think you need to pick and choose your mentors closely. You, you need to look for people or businesses that you know aren't going to push you into a particular area. So it is really important to have a really good accountant on your side, so you can look at numbers with someone in that area of expertise and also a really good lawyer as well. Again, you can look at contracts or you can look at um, 
you know, different agreements with a lawyer and they can advise you there in that area. So, you know, my mentors actually became my team as well. So my, my accountant at the time and my lawyer at the time, I would really rely on, on, on what they thought of a particular deal that I was looking at because they had experience. And it is important to have uh, to put those people on your team um, that have that are active in what you're doing. So people who are investing in property, so an accountant that is property, has property experience, for instance, himself or herself, um, so that you can, you know, you can chew the fat with them. The best advice Shivas has received is to educate yourself to gain a proper understanding of the process. I think it's educating yourself, becoming educated in whatever you're going to be investing in, because then you can then you can really. Um, I think that's going to really support whatever you do moving forward in the fact that if you understand um, that process because you've been educated and you're not just, okay, handing your money over to someone else to manage for you, then I think, you know, you're going to do far better. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying that there are some great operators out there who will invest your money for you, but you, you really have the responsibility of, of understanding how they're going to do that and, and um and understanding their process. So becoming educated in property investment in general is very, very important. Explaining her step-by-step strategy by an example of duplex development and subdivision, Shivers stresses that site selection is very important as well as working with a good builder. So well, let's look at take a typical duplex style development. So that's a dual occupancy development where we're building two attached dwellings. And in this case, we've been building three bedroom, two bathroom, single garage attached dwellings. And it's referred to as a duplex. If you were doing three dwellings and they were attached, that would be referred to as a triplex. A lot of people get confused between a dual occupancy and a duplex. Um, you can have a dual occupancy where the, where the dwellings are freestanding, for instance. So that's still a dual occupancy but they're freestanding. So typically what we've been doing lately is a duplex development with a two-lot torrent tidal subdivision. So the process starts with identifying correct land. So so site selection is very, very important in property developing. If you choose the wrong site from from the beginning, then you're going to, um, you're not going to have a great development as, as it all expands out over the process. So site selection is very important. You need to understand what the council requirements in that location are. So you need to know what size land you're looking for. You need to make sure you've got the right frontage. You need to make sure that it has not too much fall. If it's falling to the rear, that there's some sort of drainage easement and the sewer is running along that rear. If it's falling to the road, then you then um, you need to even check the front the curb and guttering and if there's any any anything that may hinder where you want to locate the driveway, for instance. It could be a, a drain in the gutter. It could be a sewer... Um, manhole, something like that that you need to avoid. So site selection is really important and then it's of course going into the analysis and understanding that the other costs that are associated, so you've got your land cost and then you'll have your um, stamp duty and legal costs to enter into, into that per- land purchase but then from there you'll have consultant fees and charges, you'll, have, you'll need to have a contour survey done by a surveyor, uh, you may need to use an engineer, we will need to use an engineer for a stormwater plan for instance that you'll probably need to lodge with your DA. 
you'll need to have a draftspeople or an architect to work with. And then the most important person is, of course, the builder. So uh, to research your builder can be quite difficult if you're starting out, you've never used a builder in that area. So it's a matter of having a really good chat with a lot of builders and, and going and having a look at what they're doing. Um, one little trick and secret that I use is to talk to the tradies on site who are working for that builder. Ask them, you know, how do you like working for this builder? What's, what, what are they like? Uh, do they pay you on time is a really important question because if the trades are being paid on time, then they're happy. Um, if they're, you know, not being paid on time, then they'll probably tell you because they're a bit paid off. So, um, that can be one way of researching a builder. It's really hard to understand the builder's financial situation, but the, the worst thing that can happen is the builder going into liquidation when you're halfway through your construction. So it's important to find a good builder. Shivers also says that having a team of planning consultants can guide her through unfamiliar areas. Once you get through, once you've got that team of people together, then um, then the process should flow. Uh, you will need to understand, as I mentioned, that the council requirements and you'll need, you may need a town planning consultant as well if it's an area that you're not familiar with and they can help you help guide you through um, the design and making sure it is meeting all of the requirements of council. Um, so the idea is to get your DA into council as quickly as possible because time is money and, and holding costs. As soon as you settled on that land, you're starting to pay holding costs on the land. Um, we try, we strive to have our DAs lodged before settlement of the land. So we get a lot of uh, work done up front very, very quickly, as quickly as we can, so that we're ready to lodge with council as settlement takes place. Um, you can actually lodge with council in the settlement period if the land is registered. Uh, you'll just need a permission letter from the, the vendor who you're buying the land off. Um, in most cases, we're buying land that's unregistered, so we can't lodge our DA until that registration takes place. But we have everything stacked up and ready to go. As soon as it goes into council, then it's a matter of trying to manage that as closely as possible. Councils will all work at their own pace, um, but all you can do is stay in touch with um, the town planner allocated to the DA and um, see what they can offer you as far as where each stage is at. Some some councils have... Um, have a timeline on there, um, what do you call it? Sorry, I've just forgotten the name of it. A, um, on their website, you can add to tracker, sorry, DA tracker. So you can actually jump onto the website and see where your DA is at. But some councils don't have that, so you need to rely. So once it comes out of council, uh, there's still a lot of work to do before you can start construction. So you need to get a construction certificate or a building certificate. Um, and we switch over from council. We, we use a private certifier for that work because it is a lot quicker. Um, so you need to have more construction certificate plans done up again, more engineering, for instance, the slab needs to be engineered, slab design. And then those construction certificate plans are lodged with the private certifier or council and, and then you're issued with a construction certificate. Now, that's when you can start building, um, but then you also need to have the construction finance in place. So the banks will require all of the DA approved and CC approved plans uh, as well as the builder's contract before they'll release funds for you to start building. So that finance process can take, gosh, up to three months sometimes with some banks. It's very frustrating. So the idea is to get all of the documentation together as quickly as you can into the bank um, so that they can get that finance, that construction loan in place. Then you can start building. So once you get under construction, then it's really important that you manage that closely with your builder and that they are achieving the milestones that, that they should be each week uh, with each building phase and stage. So um, 
that, you know, things again can get quite bogged down in the construction phase. We have a fantastic builder who completes our duplexes within usually about four months. So um, that's great. So again, try and keep the builder on track. Communication is key. And once you're coming up to the end of construction, then that's when if you're holding the properties, you would you brief a property manager and let them start advertising them for lease, even just as you're finishing construction so that hopefully you have tenants lined up at um, handover when you're finished and the, the last invoice is paid to the builder and the keys are released and you have tenants ready to move in. If you're selling, you can do the same thing and get them listed on the market for sale. You know, I usually wait till about lock-up so people can see it physically coming uh, out of the ground and being established and um, and then can hopefully have a sale ready to settle as you're finishing construction as well. So time is money in development. It's always important just to have everything moving as quickly and as smoothly as possible throughout the whole process. Coming up after the break, we'll delve further into other strategies that add value to properties. It's the value add that you can do through other strategies. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, new dwellings. It can be a house renovation where you add value um, and you add another room. Hear about her book, which can inspire you to take action. So Property is a Girl's Best Friend is a great little book because it goes into a lot more detail of other um, other people who have written other chapters and what their strategy is and, and how, how that can help you move forward. And that's next. I'm Tyron Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. This episode is brought to you by MeBank, a different kind of bank built and supported by industry super funds. You could be getting a better deal on your home loan by getting in touch with MeBank. They offer competitive rates and two loan types, one with a range of features including the ability to fix your rate and have multiple offset accounts and another that's nice and simple with no ongoing fees. Both loans provide the flexibility of interest only or principal and interest. So whatever your investment strategy, you'll find a home loan that's right for you. Stop wondering and start saving by giving MeBank a call on 131563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Now back to the show. Such a detailed property development process has become second nature to her having had many experiences of managing properties for her clients from start to finish. There is a lot of work involved. It sounds like a simple duplex project, but actually, whether it's a duplex project or a five or six or seven or eight unit project, it usually is a very similar amount of work to be done. And it's a a matter of knowing the process and what's supposed to happen when. Um, And that's what we do for our clients. So we report that every week in a detailed weekly report that they can see all the milestones we've achieved for this week and what's coming up in the following week. And then once we're under construction, we include photos. So they can see exactly how their project's um, moving along. And of course, they're welcome to go and physically look at it too. But we have a lot of clients that have never seen the land that, that we've developed for them. Um, and they live either overseas or interstate. And they're happy for us to manage the whole process for them. The reason behind Shivers's preference for managing subdivisions, duplexes, and triplexes lies in being proactive and adding value to the properties. It's the value add that you can do through other strategies. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, new dwellings. It can be a house renovation where you add value. 
um, and you add another room, for instance, another bedroom, or you make a double garage, or you you put an, you know a granny flat on that project. It's about adding value. So rather than just buying a a dwelling and holding it and waiting for capital growth, if you can be active and add value, then that's going to create some equity through that process. We do have another strategy, which is our granny flat strategy, which is more about a high yield strategy rather than an equity creation strategy. And that's when we'll uh, look for existing homes on large blocks of land that only need a you know cosmetic renovation or an upgrade so we can maximise the rent. We'll then build a granny flat. Now that's uh, and then then the, the client will end up with uh, dual income, so two dwellings to to rent out, but they can't subdivide. So it's not really an equity creation strategy that one, it's a, and that's a lower entry point as well. So that that would suit someone who's just looking for a long term hold uh, to get some good cash flow. Um, and uh, yeah, and just and keep moving forward that way. You can still pull some equity out of that, but it will depend on uh, because we're not subdividing the land. It will just depend on what the market's doing and if the if the values are going up. So, in this current year of 2017, roughly how much would the average investor be looking at to be involved in one of her projects? Well, the starting point with the granny flat strategy, for instance, is around that 450000 mark. That's to buy, purchase the initial house and renovation costs and to build the two-bedroom granny flat. Um, and then we jump up to a dual occupancy project. So as I mentioned, we've been working in Newcastle. So the land costs are a bit <coughs> excuse me, higher in Newcastle than they would be, say, in other cities of the Hunter like Cessnock or Maitland. Um, so uh, the, a typical duplex-type development, which involves two lot Torrance Tidal subdivision. So total costs of that type of project will be anywhere from about 750000 for the landing, construction and subdivision costs. That includes all the council fees and charges as well. And uh, up to about maybe seven eighty or even 800 depending on how big uh, the block is. So um, you're looking at around that mark, but that's to create two properties. So for $800,000, um, you're, you're creating two properties on their own Torrance title. Uh, if you compare that with what you can buy in Sydney, for instance, um, it's you know it might be a one-bedroom apartment for eight hundred thousand in some areas of Sydney. So it's it's a good alternate um, option for people wanting to um, diverse and move out of the Sydney market and, and look at other options. A personal habit which Shivas attributes to her success is to become familiar with research as well as following a strategy in order to focus on time management? A habit, I would say, to do with actually my strategy. Um, I think it's research. You know, research, I'm always researching. I'm always looking for the next location. So, um, but you, you can spend a lot of time doing that. So, I think over the years, I've kind of got a little bit of a process or a system in place where I can very quickly, because I know that location, I do specialise in the Hunter region, so I've become very familiar with most of the cities and towns in, that we've been working in. So I can very quickly assess assess a, a property that's coming onto the market or that, that I might see being advertised and see whether that's going to stack up for the development site. Um, so I think it's a matter of finding, just fine-tuning a process for yourself and whatever uh, strategy you're going to be using, so that when when you do when when you do have to do your research, whatever you know it is, that you've got a little process that you follow, 
um, because you can get quite caught up with the internet and all of a sudden you're looking at a property on that page and then here you are over on this page because there's been a link and you're reading a blog about that. And, and you know, the internet's a fantastic research tool that can be quite time-waster at times too. So you really need to be focused on what you're trying to achieve and try and streamline that, that system. Having co-authored several books in recent years, including Property is a Girl's Best Friend and Property Millionaire, these books share a number of inspirational stories and include different property investment strategies to help readers to reach their own goals. So Property is a Girl's Best Friend is a great little book because it goes into a lot more detail of other um, other people who have written other chapters and what their strategy is and, and how, how that can help you move forward. I helped co-author that book um, quite a while ago, probably 10 years ago, and I wrote the chapter on development and subdivision. So it is an awesome resource, um, and you can buy that, I believe, through propertywomen.com.au. That was um, a group of, of ladies that I started to do some talks with, and again, really good network of, of women in property. And the other book I've co-authored is Property Millionaire, so that's a great book you can have a look at too because, again, it's, it's, it showcases a group of different people. Um, I can't remember how many, maybe 12 different people and how and what they've done in, pro- in the property industry or in, in their own personal investment journey. So it's always great to read books and, and be inspired. I think, you know, um, it's great. I find, I find, you know, just learning about other people's journeys is really interesting and If you wish to get in contact with Jo Shivers or read more about what she does and how you can learn from her, you can visit her website and check out her monthly newsletter. Well, I can check out our website which is propertybloom.com.au and on the website, as I say, we've, we've listed all, we, I've, I've published all of the blogs I've written on that website and we also have a monthly newsletter that goes out so if people are interested, they can register for the newsletter and in the newsletter, we try and keep, uh, you know, give people a bit of information, a bit of education but also a bit of information about what's going on in the Hunter region as well. So they can register for that. Um, obviously, my contact details are on the website as well. So, yeah. Just... Thank you to Joe Shivers, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about her journey from corporate marketing to project management as well as her own property investment journey as a young mum, then visit our website at propertyinvestory.com. Simply type in the search bar Joe Shivers and select that episode to learn more about her story. If you love the show and you're ready to get serious about saving on your home loan, give MeBank a call. MeBank is the bank built by industry super funds, famous for their competitive rates and flexible home loan options. So, whatever your investment strategy, you'll find the loan that's right for you. Call MeBank on 131563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. 